Dedication and Preface to Herndon's Lincoln. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ralph Kerwin. Herndon's Lincoln by William H. Herndon and Jesse William Wyke. Dedication To the men and women of America who have grown up since his tragic death and who have yet to learn the story of his life, this record of Abraham Lincoln's career is faithfully inscribed. Preface A quarter of a century has well nigh rolled by since the tragic death of Abraham Lincoln. The prejudice and bitterness with which he was assailed have disappeared from the minds of men, and the world is now beginning to view him as a great historical character. Those who knew and walked with him are gradually passing away, and ere long the last man who ever heard his voice or grasped his hand will have gone from earth. With a view to throwing a light on some attributes of Lincoln's character heretofore obscure, and thus contributing to the great fund of history which goes down to posterity, these volumes are given to the world. If Mr. Lincoln is destined to fill that exalted station in history, or attain that high rank in the estimation of the coming generations which has been predicted of him, it is alike just to his memory and the proper legacy of mankind that the whole truth concerning him should be known. If the story of his life is truthfully and courageously told, nothing colored or suppressed, nothing false either written or suggested, the reader will see and feel the presence of the living man. He will, in fact, live with him and be moved to think and act with him. If, on the other hand, the story is colored, or the facts in any degree suppressed, the reader will not only be misled, but imposed upon as well. At last the truth will come, and no man need hope to evade it. There is but one true history in the world said one of Lincoln's closest friends, to whom I confided the project of writing a history of his life several years ago, and that is the Bible. It is often said of the old characters portrayed there that they were bad men. They are contrasted with other characters in history, and much to the detriment of the old worthies. The reason is that the biblical historian told the whole truth, the inner life. The heart and secret acts are brought to light and faithfully photographed. In other histories, virtues are perpetuated and vices concealed. If the life of King David had been written by an ordinary historian, the affair of Uriah would at most have been a quashed indictment with a denial of all the substantial facts. You should not forget there is a skeleton in every house. The finest character dug out thoroughly, photographed honestly, 
and judged by that standard of morality or excellence which we exact for other men is never perfect some men are cold some lewd some dishonest some cruel and many a combination of all the trail of the serpent is over them all excellence consists not in the absence of these attributes but in the degree in which they are redeemed by the virtues and graces of life lincoln's character will i am certain bear close scrutiny i am not afraid of you in this direction don't let anything deter you from digging to the bottom yet don't forget that if lincoln had some faults washington had more few men have less in drawing the portrait tell the world what the skeleton was with lincoln what gave him that peculiar melancholy what cancer had he inside some persons will doubtless object to the narration of certain facts which appear here for the first time and which they contend should have been consigned to the tomb their pretense is that no good can come from such ghastly exposures to such oversensitive souls if any such exist my answer is that these facts are indispensable to a full knowledge of mr lincoln in all the walks of life in order properly to comprehend him and the stirring bloody times in which he lived and in which he played such an important part we must have all the facts we must be prepared to take him as he was in determining lincoln's title to greatness we must not only keep in mind the times in which he lived but we must to a certain extent measure him with other men many of our great men and our statesmen it is true have been self-made rising gradually through struggles to the topmost round of the ladder but lincoln rose from a lower depth than any of them from a stagnant putrid pool like the gas which set on fire by its own energy and self-combustible nature rises in jets blazing clear and bright i should be remiss in my duty if i did not throw the light on this part of the picture so that the world may realize what marvelous contrast one phase of his life presents to another the purpose of these volumes is to narrate facts avoiding as much as possible any expression of opinion and leaving the reader to form his own conclusions use has been made of the views and recollections of other persons but only those known to be truthful and trustworthy a thread of the narrative of lincoln's life runs through the work but an especial feature is an analysis of the man and a portrayal of his attributes and characteristics the attempt to delineate his qualities his nature and its manifestations may occasion frequent repetitions of fact but if truthfully done this can only augment the store of matter from which posterity is to learn what manner of man he was the object of this work is to deal with mr lincoln individually and domestically 
as lawyer, as citizen, as statesman. Especial attention is given to the history of his youth and early manhood. And while dwelling on this portion of his life, liberty is taken to insert many things that would be omitted or suppressed in other places, where the cast-iron rules that govern magazine writing are allowed to prevail. Thus much is stated in advance, so that no one need be disappointed in the scope and extent of the work. The endeavor is to keep Lincoln in sight all the time, to cling close to his side all the way through, leaving to others the more comprehensive task of writing a history of his times. I have no theory of his life to establish or destroy. Mr. Lincoln was my warm, devoted friend. I always loved him, and I revere his name to this day. My purpose to tell the truth about him need occasion no apprehension, for I know that God's naked truth, as Carlyle puts it, can never injure the fame of Abraham Lincoln. It will stand that or any other test, and at last untarnished will reach the loftiest niche in American history. My long personal association with Mr. Lincoln gave me special facilities in the direction of obtaining materials for these volumes. Such were the relations during all that portion of his life when he was rising to distinction that I had only to exercise a moderate vigilance in order to gather and preserve the real data of his personal career. Being strongly drawn to the man and believing in his destiny, I was not unobservant or careless in this respect. It does happen that I became the personal depository of the larger part of the most valuable Lincolniana in existence. Out of this store, the major portion of the materials of the following volumes has been drawn. I take this, my first general opportunity, to return thanks to the scores of friends in Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, and elsewhere for the information they have so generously furnished and the favors they have so kindly extended me. Their names are too numerous for separate mention, but the recompense of each one will be the consciousness of having contributed a share towards a true history of the first American. Over twenty years ago I began this book, but an active life at the bar has caused me to postpone the work of composition, until now, being somewhat advanced in years, I find myself unable to carry out the undertaking. Within the past three years I have been assisted in the preparation of the book by Mr. Jesse W. Wyke of Greencastle, Indiana, whose industry, patience, and literary zeal have not only lessened my labors, but have secured for him the approbation of Lincoln's friends and admirers. Mr. Wyke has by his personal investigation greatly enlarged our common treasure of facts and information. He has for several years been indefatigable in exploring the course of Lincoln's life. In no particular has he been satisfied with anything taken at second hand. He has visited as I also did in 1865, 
Lincoln's birthplace in Kentucky, his early homes in Indiana and Illinois, and together, so to speak, he and I have followed our hero continuously and attentively till he left Springfield in 1861 to be inaugurated president. We have retained the original manuscripts in all cases, and they have never been out of our hands. In relating facts, therefore, we refer to them in most cases, rather than to the statements of other biographers. This brief preliminary statement is made so that posterity, in so far as posterity may be interested in the subject, may know that the vital matter of this narrative has been deduced directly from the consciousness, reminiscences, and collected data of William H. Herndon. Springfield, Illinois, November 1st, 1888. End of Preface Recording by Ralph Kerwin, Belmont, California.